0: hey everyone thank you for joining us on our spiritual disciplines podcast we're in the middle of a sermon series on spiritual disciplines here at worship center and it's our hope that this podcast just gives you some insights on how to implement spiritual disciplines in your daily walk with jesus so you can just become a growing follower of him Uh, my name is chelsea and i'm here today with my co-host pastor matt hey chelsea hello and also our guest virgil hello how are you doing
1: good Yeah. Yes.
0: What's what's going on this week? What's your what's the best part of your job right now?
1: I would say the best part is probably we have uh, a group of five interns on Tuesdays. uh, And so that's probably my favorite part right now is seeing them. They come on Tuesdays and they're here consistently. But seeing the transformation um, starting, they do like 11 weeks. And so, seeing them come on the first day, and then seeing them grow as we oh, kind of yeah. as they spend time with staff and interact, and there's t- certain things that like the Lord's teaching them, and so it's here. It's cool to really hear back from them about like what the Lord's doing in their life and see that transformation. That is cool. So
0: Nice. Yeah, love Matt, that. what's the best part of your job right now?
2: Right now, I think it. I think it always is. I. I love hearing how people's lives are being changed by. Um, their faith in Him. I got it. So I get emails from people that share, and just this week, I got from a person who's newer to Worship Center, but um, has a history of knowing this place, and she shared that her great great grandfather, I think, maybe great great grandfather, passed away. She was reading the obituary, found out that he was the treasurer of a church in charge of a building project that they had built and that was the church that where she went to a good news club and made a decision to follow jesus oh my goodness! she wow. just found that out oh my gosh and that's she awesome. was yeah and she was telling me that saying you know you don't know how many kids are going to be impacted by our kids ministry expansion here that's how really to cool. impact generations to come so it's really it's such that's a privilege, awesome. privilege to hear those kind of stories yeah
0: that's awesome Uh, I think actually the best part of my job right now is this podcast. Like we're in the middle of producing the content and recording and all the things that go into making a podcast. I love that kind of stuff. So it's been really fun. Um, Hopefully it's actually benefiting people. (laughs) It's not just fun for me. (laughs) Oh, man, let's jump into it. Um, So today the spiritual discipline we're talking about is uh, participation in a local church. And I'm just going to shorten it to community, if that's okay with you guys. (laughs) Um, but we've been talking about, um, spiritual disciplines and there's some that are like more individual and then there's some that are more corporate that have to do with being involved with other believers and being part of a local church. So I'm wondering as a spiritual discipline, why is participation in a local church? Why is it considered a spiritual discipline? What do you guys think about that?
1: Uh, I would say, well, first of all, I think it kind of gives, a, a little bit of a boundary for us. I think of it as a guardrail. So a lot of times like growing up, I thought of these I don't know, the word discipline always sometimes is like, ah, it's like I don't really like it because I'm like, <laughs> oh, a weird word. feel like it's a have to, yeah. but I've realized that it's actually for our good and mm-hmm. it's something that's for our benefit. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of community and being in a church body, I think specifically of, it's more of a guardrail to keep me centered on Jesus. Yeah. And so it's having people around that can speak encouragement, they can speak life, but they can also challenge me mm-hmm. um, and and kind of step in when I need to be pushed back and re-centered. Um, and so I think specifically that it's it's for my good and it's a guardrail that's supposed to help me stay centered um, on Jesus, mm-hmm. which is good.
0: Yeah, definitely. What do you think Yeah, that?
2: that's really good. And uh, I mean, we're designed for relationship. God created us for relationship. And I think we grow best in the context of relationships. Yeah. So we put things into practice. I mean, it's that way, not just in a faith context or a religion context, but in all parts of life, you will grow best in the context of a relationship. And so um, I think for many people, myself included, I, I would have a tendency to want to just work things out on my own, be mm-hmm. independent and uh, solo. But it's easy to, to, you know, love everyone when you're by yourself. Because <laughs> right? yeah. you're not, you're not <laughs> interacting with people, but God has created us to be not to be independent, but to be interdependent, mm-hmm. and to because we need each other, we need to, to see things from different perspectives, and it's in some ways it's a little bit, um, I don't know if I could say it's a little bit arrogant to think that I'm gonna figure everything out about life and faith and how faith intersects with life by on my own, mm-hmm. and so it's it's a gift really, and I think it is a discipline. Especially if you're wired more like me when you're just bent towards being independent. Mm -hmm. um, It is a discipline to say, okay, I need to be in a relationship. It's going to be better off for me anyway. Mm -hmm. What would you say?
0: Yeah, I think, like you said, the word discipline is kind of a weird thing. I like growing up in church is something that we always did, but to consider a spiritual discipline, like this actually feeds my spiritual growth Mm -hmm. um, and gathering corporately is something that benefits me individually. It's kind of a hard thing to kind of reconcile because I think, yeah, if you want to get individual growth, you work on yourself individually. Um, But to come to church, to come to your local church, your local body of believers and serve each other and love each other and be just intimately involved in each other's lives in the in the way that like i know when you're struggling with something you know when i'm struggling with something um and that's how we grow um like you said i think it is i think it is easier to just like take a step back and be like ah, i can do this on my end but to actually involve people in the process that's how god created us to grow um he could have just like Jesus didn't have to establish the church, I guess. He could have just been like, yep, like, believe me, you're good to go. But no, there's actually another step. We have to be part of a community of believers. And yeah. we're part of the big C global church. And then also here in our local community church, um, part of a body of believers that's helping us grow. But yeah, I think it's a really important spiritual discipline, even if it doesn't maybe come across as one or you don't think of it as one. Um yeah. So what does the Bible say? Maybe whether it's Jesus, whether it's in the Psalms or whatever, but what comes to mind about what the Bible says about gathering corporately?
1: I think the verse that comes to my mind, first of all, is there's a verse in Hebrews. It's Hebrews 10:24 It talks about, let us spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And then it goes on to say, not forsaking the gathering together. Um, and then I also look at Acts, and when you read stories of Acts and mm-hmm. the church in Acts and the way that the Lord showed up Specifically in communities, and when I think of, um, I think it was Peter when he was in prison, or one of one of the disciples was in prison, Mm -hmm. and how they immediately went together to pray. And so Mm -hmm. you just see the power of when there's a group of people, and how the Lord loves to show up in those situations. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. About you, Matt. Uh,
2: What was the question again? Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) What does the Bible say about gathering corporately? What comes to mind? Any passages of Scripture?
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, there's, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's so many, because you read all throughout the letters that Paul wrote to churches. Was, he was always talking about, let us do this. Mm-hmm. Hebrews talks about it, let us do this. Mm-hmm. Let us not neglect gathering together. Let us love one another. Jesus taught that the same. And so I think, I mean, it's hard to read scripture and not see it's a we not a me, yeah hmm. I know that's so cheesy, but it, is, it just <laughs> is it's all it's throughout and to, and I think it's because um, by nature humans are selfish and we're self-centered, and the work that Jesus does in us, I mean even part of repentance is from turning from our selfish ways and Turning to follow Jesus, laying down our lives for someone else. So, to do that in the context of gathering with other people, being in relationship with other people, being in a circle with other people, uh, it's not about, well, am I needed here or am I known in this group? But actually, am I participating in a way that I'm contributing to the good of someone else? Mm-hmm. And in that, we bring glory to God. And, mm-hmm. and so, I mean, even the, the scripture that I highlight so often we are God's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. We've been created for good works. And that is the context of we. Paul did not write, you are alone by yourself, are God's masterpiece. So we are together because we're a picture of God doing a work in us for his good, for and the benefit of other people. Mm-hmm. And so I mean it's to just I mean, there's just just so much of the New Testament writing that, that encourages this. But what's the yeah. verse for you?
0: Yeah, well, I think Acts comes to mind too, uh, but I think it's interesting that the idea of gathering corporately didn't begin with the church. That it's been God's been asking people to gather corporately since the Old Testament. There's so many different ways that the Israelites gathered together corporately and um, worshipped the Lord together. Um, But Acts is a really good example. It's if you want to learn more about like the beginnings of the church, it's such a great book to read. We actually just read it um we usually like do time together in scripture as a family at dinner and so we actually read the book of acts with our kids and they were so into it they thought it was like really entertaining and um (laughs) that sounds weird (laughs) but they were they were like really into it um and it was just a good picture again another reminder of like oh this is what the church looks like gathering together praying for each other um having meals together and there was even there's even conflict in acts and so you kind of see a picture of what does it look like to walk through conflict as a church Um, and it's just, like, different things pop up, like, Paul and Peter having some disagreements and things that you don't even, like, you forget happened, and it's, um, a big story, Uh, but yeah, that's, that's probably what comes to mind when I think about the Bible and what it says about gathering corporately, um, but I think sometimes when we think about church, the first thing that comes to mind is worship, which obviously is a huge part of church. Um, worshiping through song together is really great. Uh, but how else can we practice this spiritual discipline corporately of, of gathering together in a local church and participating? What do you guys think?
1: I think like the first thing that comes to mind is when we're talking about the community aspect is that so much of being the church is, a, is outside of Sunday mornings. And so it's so important to find, um, whether it's through a small group or just finding a, a group of people to do life with, in some way, yeah. um, for me, that's where I've probably grown the most is just being challenged by some of my closest friends, and and really the close your closest friends are the ones that are going to see the most in you, so they're the ones that are going to be the ones to call things out. Hmm. Um, and so I've I've been really um, challenged by that, but also then supported. There's moments where you're going through really hard stuff, um, and those are the people that I'm going to turn to. So I think like a small group is probably the first thing that comes to mind and then the other thing is is simply serving um i've learned for me personally a lot of um like the lord wants to continually transform us to be more like him right and so for me i feel like giving of my time for something that's bigger and greater than me is a way that i can really sow into what the lord wants to do and i've seen the lord move in those situations but then he also moves in my life too which is really cool
0: yeah that's awesome
2: yeah Yeah, i mean i think you have gave a great uh, summary of what how powerful or how important community is. The only thing I would add to that is the local church is a great opportunity to to learn that your life is not about yourself. <laughs> and so to be so much of, there's a temptation in life, especially in American way of life, to be a consumer. Uh, I remember when I first started going to church, I mean, I can think back to when I was a teenager, young adult, I could leave a service and be like oh, I didn't really get much out of that. Which now that I'm on the side of being a pastor and people would say that's like, man, you put, put so much into that. and people were like, oh, I didn't really get much out of that. So, but that mentality is like just I'm here to consume. I'm here mm-hmm. to do, how does this benefit my life and and really I would love for uh, and I think the spiritual discipline of being a part of a church is not what can I get out of this, but what how can I participate in this and contribute to A mission because again this and you kind of alluded to this Virgil imagine what you can do together with a with a group of people whether it's a whatever size church it really doesn't matter what size it is but a group of people can do so much more for the kingdom of God than we could ever do on our own Mm -hmm. but it has to start with that mindset of what can what can I give what is my part to give so you think about the word participation starts with part so Mm -hmm. every person has an important part to play love the uh, how Paul uses the word picture of a body Mm -hmm. so if a body part is missing if your arm is missing that impacts the rest of the body and so every part is important and necessary and um, to think about what is my part in the overall body I think is an important question that everyone has the opportunity to answer for themselves yeah so what would you add
0: um I I think I've been spending a little bit of time in Hebrews and the idea of persevering in the faith, that book is written with such a we perspective, like you said, um, that comes to mind immediately for me of it's like there, there's the different segments of a church service, right? There's like the community aspect and then there's like worship and then there's the message and uh, giving and serving, all those different things. Um, all of it together is like persevering in the faith. It's so important in the book of Hebrews and the author even like includes himself in that. Like we need to persevere together, spur each other on to good works. Um, so when I think about pr- participating in a local church, like how am I spurring my brothers and sisters in Christ onto good works? Like what am I doing that is helping them in their faith to grow? And how am I encouraging them to go out and make disciples too? um, as they grow in their faith. Uh, but what you said is a great tie into, um, Ephesians 4, which we're gonna, we're gonna read right now. I'm gonna read verses 1 through 4, and then verse 16. Um, this is Paul talking to the church in Ephesus, and it says, "...as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace." There's one body and one spirit, just as you are called to one hope when you are called. And verse 16 says, from him, meaning Christ, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Um, there's like so much packed into this passage. Um, but how does a corporate discipline, so all of us gathering together corporately, um, what does it look like to be part of that corporate discipline in your personal life? Like how has it benefited? benefited you personally
1: wow um I think for me it's it's kind of like it's kind of humbling honestly because yeah, I would agree. <laughs> there's lots of stuff in me that I'm like oh man this really doesn't look like Jesus and inviting people into that to see different aspects um has been it's really humbling and and to realize that like I need feedback and I need other people and I you know I can't do this on my own and yeah. sometimes I've learned from different friends that it's important to reach out and ask for prayer Mm -hmm. um, in certain situations. And so I think for me, I I think back to like a lot of who I am today and the transformation that I've seen the Lord do in my life is through people and it's through the people around me. And so I feel really blessed um, by parents that have loved Jesus and have really invested in me, but also um, even some leaders here at church that have been a huge benefit. And that's because I actually plugged in and served um, and so i I feel blessed and kind of humbled because I'm like, "Oh, shoot, like this isn't about me,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: it's really good, yeah I mean,
2: when you're reading that, I was thinking about how paul the fact that he's encouraging people that to be humble and gentle, be patient, um, make allowance for each other's faults, and he's talking about in the context of like this community of faith, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So that tells me a church does not just drift into everybody gets along <laughs> and sees everything the same way. And so I think that sometimes people have unrealistic expectations on a local church. Hmm. And so church hurt can happen. And and I, you know, it's I know that it can happen and it always is, um, you know, sad to me when when it does happen. On the other side, I've, I always look at this and I think, I mean, I want to also have realistic expectations, not what is the church going to do for me, but understanding that we're called to be in community and it's going to require some effort to stay in unity. And unity does not mean uh, uniformity, where everybody thinks the same way and everyone looks the same and everyone acts the same, but it does mean that we're united by one name, one spirit. Uh, we... You know, look at those things that agree, that we can agree on that are foundational to Scripture. Mm-hmm. And the secondary things that we might disagree on, we don't have to allow those to be devi- divisive. Mm-hmm. And so I think Jesus was the one who said he, you know, in John 17, the one thing he prayed for his future followers is that they would be one. Mm-hmm. And I always think about that, like he could have prayed for anything that we would be you know, hungry for God's word. That would be his prayer. Mm-hmm. But he prayed that the church would be one. Mm-hmm. So that unity, I think, is can be a distinction of what separates the church from any other organization, entity, community, um, and be an example to the world, how you can have diverse people come together and be united around Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah. These verses are, it's really interesting to go through them and think about like the body, the illustration of the body, that yeah. the body actually cannot function well without all of its parts. Um, and so as each part grows, so if we're thinking of ourselves as individual parts, as we grow, the body itself grows and builds itself up in love. Um, love being that key word, I think, that uh, binds us all together. Um, and I've experienced that so much in my personal life. And um, and I like you said, I know there's... Um, maybe instances where people don't have a good experience with church. And I think if I, in my natural, like sinful self, I think what I would want to do is sit in the back of a service and leave and never connect with anybody like ever, Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I'm just that introverted. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, that's not actually helpful to my spiritual growth. Um, I have to be connected with people and I've seen that being connected with people has helped me so much and just ways that I can't even, Um, It would take forever to explain because it's been every aspect of my life. I mean, when like dealing with sickness, people helping us with that, even like financial needs, um, praying over us when we experience grief. Um, Just with my kids, like this, this body of believers loves my children, which is just like so awesome to think about. Like I think about that all the time um, my kids are growing up to know what it looks like to be in a church that really loves them and cares about them, and for me as a parent, that's so important to me, um, and so for my own benefit, my spiritual life, to think about it selfishly, I'm just like, oh my goodness, how could I, how could I do life without being part of a local body of believers, like, how could I do that on my own, um, I don't even want to think about what that looks like, it looks lonely, um, yeah, so I think being part of a local church and participating and making... Sometimes it's a sacrifice to participate. Yeah. Actually, it yeah. is a sacrifice to participate. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, but that sacrifice is so worth it, not just in like the benefits that I receive, but just spiritually. It's grown me so much.
2: Yeah, it makes me think. I've heard it said that you love the people you care for or you serve more than the people who serve you. Mm. So... If you take it in a family context, Mm -hmm. um, parents love their children and their teenagers, that bond is, their love is so much stronger because they're serving them versus children just being served. Mm -hmm. That love is not as strong and it's kind of um, counterintuitive, Mm -hmm. but I think it's in the same way in the context of a church community, our love for one another grows stronger when we're serving one another rather Mm -hmm. than just waiting to be served. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. people so even jesus said i came not to be served but to serve and that is what bonds us together and so serving is not just trying to get people to sign up on a volunteer right, right. list but it really is helping people um see how they can put other people's lives before themselves yeah,
0: yeah. and it's got to come out of a heart like paul talks about in verse one here a life worthy of the calling you've yeah. received. Like. Are we yep. living our lives worthy of the calling that we've received? Like, and think about the actual words of that the calling that God's put on our lives to be his children and to have eternal life. Like, are we living a life that's worthy of that calling? That's, like a, that's a hard, <laughs> heart searching yeah. question to yeah. ask. <laughs> um, sure. What would you guys uh, suggest to somebody who? either wants to grow in this spiritual discipline or is just like struggling in the local church right now to maybe even like love being part of a local church. What would you suggest to somebody?
1: I think the first thing I was thinking about is how it, it requires making space for it. Like when I'm thinking about when I want to bring a spiritual discipline into my life, I have to in some way create space for it. Mm-hmm. I have to remove something or create some sort of space so that it's actually a priority that I can actually focus on. Yeah. Um, And as far as encouraging somebody, I think sometimes it's just, it's taking just a small step outside of your comfort zone. And Mm -hmm. it's like, as we step outside more and more out of our comfort zone, the more we we kind of become a little more comfortable. And so Mm -hmm. sometimes it it takes a little bit of trusting other people, Mm -hmm. um, just a little bit. Uh, And so I would, I would really just really seek the Lord of like, what is that? Like that next little step, you don't have to do something crazy, but what is that next little step that like the Lord is calling me too, right now in this season? Mm-hmm. What is that, what does stepping outside of my comfort zone just a little bit look like?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: good. Yeah, that's
2: good. I, the only thing I would add to that is, um, I mean, I really liked how you said, just put it on your calendar, make that decision in, mm-hmm. in advance. I know some people wake up on a Sunday morning and say, should we go to church or not? I would say just make that decision. Um, there's just a variety of different sizes and styles of local churches i think that's actually a a beautiful aspect of that on not not all churches look the same Mm -hmm. so finding a place where you can align with the vision and the mission of a church i think is also really important Mm -hmm. but have realistic expectations a church is full of imperfect people church is pastored and led by imperfect people that's not an excuse for bad behavior or abusive behavior, behavior at all i think it does It's important to set up that that there will be things about a local church and being a part of a church that will probably fall short of your expectations. And I think that's a reasonable thing to consider and to Mm kind of wrestle through before um, committing to a local body. But that's the other thing. It is a commitment. It's just I'm going to commit here. I want to be a part of it. I'm not going to sit back and, and wait for... You know someone to do something that upsets me but yeah. i'm gonna get involved and contribute i would also say give financially to a local church because mm-hmm. where your treasures your heart follows that mm-hmm. and um, there's a lot of good that churches do uh, worship center does a lot locally and all around the world and it's a great way to just pull resources together that make an impact uh, churches are not all about money but they it does require money to uh, communicate this good news and get it out and proclaim it to the world and so uh, there are lots of aspects that that it just allows you to put it into practice
0: yeah um I I think something when I think about like if someone is either struggling with like loving the church or I've even heard people say like I can't stand the church or something like that but it's like if you consider yourself a believer like my challenge to that might be just consider what Jesus says about the church and the amount of love that Jesus has for the church. Again, big C, like the global church, Jesus loves the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard like this example, which is always really, uh, just potent to me that if someone came up to Dustin and was like, Hey, I really love you, but man, your wife is the worst. Like, <laughs> like that's how like it feels about with, if you're like constantly bashing the church, like, think about what that means to jesus wow um yeah. that like so jesus rude. has a love for the church that yeah. is mirrors a love that a husband has for his wife mm. wow um you can't love jesus without loving what he loves yeah. so really I don't know, that's good. like something that's always stuck in my brain i've heard yeah. it in many different ways but it's always stuck out to me yeah yeah you know, people
2: say i love jesus but not the church yeah it's a great response to it <laughs> just wow say
0: doesn't actually make a lot of sense <laughs> because right. jesus love is like found here yeah no. yeah uh guys thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast and if it was helpful for you we hope that you join us again next week and we'll see you then bye
2: thanks for joining us if you haven't already follow along on our series at worshipcenter.org watch and don't forget to join our online community worship center 167 to continue the conversation